0: Welcome to the Blue Pod. What a time to be tuning in. I'm your host, Tess Hampton, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Duffy. Maddie, you played that intro and people got very confused about what podcast they were listening to <laughs> about 10 or 12 weeks ago at the start of the run. Here we are. A miracle has happened already and a miracle is upon us. What a time to be alive. What a time to be a Carlton supporter.
1: People are believing in the miracle. Who would have thought a prelim? Unbelievable.
0: Matt. I can't believe it. Even the most optimistic of Carlton supporter wouldn't have predicted this. You know, even when we got on our run, this is just—I'm speechless. But that would make for a very boring pod. So I'll find <laughs> some words. But uh, it's just the best—the best time I think that I can remember being a relatively younger Carlton supporter but uh don't not remembering our last premiership all that well although alive for it I, I just can't remember a, a more exciting time it's special
1: well what's it been over 20 years since the prelim so it has been a long time between drinks uh, way but too long how about the just the the blue navy army up and about the g's packed every week uh, loving it so good
0: it's It's amazing. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, because you might be searching for your Carlton content, because let's get our hands on everything and enjoy this moment. Welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome. Who would have thought we would have got to this part of the year together? We'll break it down into four quarters, as we always do. In the first quarter, we'll talk about that phenomenal game, probably the best that I can remember in a very long time, and our overall reactions. In the second quarter, we're going to quick-fire through the players and cast our finals MVP votes. In the third quarter, we'll look at the coaches' box, which effectively in our finals edition is a chance to look ahead to the, the match-up that's coming, the team selection and how we how we progress to a grand final. Can you believe <laughs> that sentence is being said? And then the fourth quarter, we'll open your mailbag and all your questions have been coming in, so we're looking forward to that. Maddie, let's jump in. All right, can you believe it? Carlton, 11 7, 73 defeated Melbourne, nine seventeen seventy one 71 in front of an odd 96,000 at the G. Goals, Acres, our finals hero with two. De Koning, we'll come to him, what a performance, two. Motlop, two. Walsh, oh, i speaking of performances, two. <laughs> Charlie, Kerno, Kennedy, and O's with one. Disposals, Walsh with 34. Newman with 30. Cripps, 27. Saad, 24. Chera and Gov with 20. Maddie, I just don't even know where to start. That was just a game for the ages, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> oh, it was. It was against all odds. You've got Harry out, Martin out, uh, Acres running mm-hmm. around with one arm, Doc dislocates his <laughs> shoulder, <I> <laughs> uh, Cripps breaks his nose, Weeders can't breathe and staggering around. Uh, you know, and you got it's a m- Michael Voss
0: team, Maddie. It's it is a
1: tough team. It is a tough <laughs> team up against a, a desperate Melbourne side who were. Uh, <laughs> Uh, doing anything they could not to become the first team to go out in straight sets two years in a row. They've come out fierce, competitive, uh, and fairly dirty. Um, Well, they get like four fines for rough conduct and only one suspension, which they were pretty lucky to get away with. Um, Isn't
0: the suspension like one week? and? And he broke Cripps's nose officially. Ridiculous.
1: It is. There's a, yeah, a few things like that. Even the fact that Neil Bullen got away without uh, not even a fine for targeting Akers shoulder, which is really illegal. After yeah. it happened to Nick Riewoldt, I think it was Nick Riewoldt way back in the day when he was injured trying to get off. But there's lots of things mm. you could whinge about. And uh, but it's official. Melbourne are chokers, and their time has passed. And <laughs> it is the time of the blues. <laughs> the fairy tale it
0: has that fairy tale feeling, Maddie. Like it feels like that. Possibly touch every bit of wood, but that bull dogs run in 2016. There's a bit of magic about this team. There's a serious amount of belief. Something about this final series just you know it's it's a bit magical. It's special and it's got me believing. The, this is the problem. Now that we've won this, <laughs> we've got we've got to go one more and get in the granny. I'm so excited. <laughs> we've got it. The
1: pressure's on. <laughs> Oh.
0: Uh, let's, like, let's not get ahead of ourselves let's enjoy the amazing victory we had those last two minutes how many times have you watched them
1: <laughs> so many times oh it's on, it's been on everywhere i look i keep watching it and i don't mind
0: it gets better every time i don't know which commentary is your favorite the Sen Carlton uh commentary is great but jared waitley that was pretty good oh, that's probably one I i've
1: listened to triple m and i've listened to Sen and all those other ones but i haven't heard uh jared waitley yet i should actually look that one up then
0: it's, uh, it's classic, Jared. It's beautiful. Have a watch of that. But um, I thought we were done. Uh, a few yep. minutes left. Uh, I think we are on the same page. I was starting to mentally, you know, emotionally manage myself, thinking this season's been a lot better than you ever would have thought. We've made finals. It's okay. Melbourne are a tough opposition. And then out of nowhere, we stole the game.
1: We definitely stole it. We were, we were out. We were behind, looking like... I don't know how we were going to score. Melbourne had so many chances to kick a goal and just couldn't do it. And, Maddie, like,
0: unbelievable how many chances they had. I didn't realize until I watched the replay. Oh, yeah. They absolutely should have put us away. And, you know, Gorn touched the kick from Oliver and Plus kicked Gorn into had the a post. chance to kick kicked into the post. Yeah. And I just hadn't realized just how many times they really, like, the commentators were saying they kicked this and it's game over. And,. That was true, Uh, yet somehow they kept us in it. Brutal for Melbourne
1: supporters. Karma swings around. We had a few games that were stolen from us, so it's nice to steal one back the other way, but definitely uh, got away with one. Uh, Look, it just goes to show you hang in there, you keep doing the right things, and you never know how how it can uh, turn for you at the end. Uh, Yeah. Like I, I think most blue supporters in those you know, with about five or six minutes to go with our up and looking pretty comfortable the, the demons looking yeah. to, looking to put that one. I think everyone was starting to rationalize the, the season and uh, where we'd got to and not a bad effort finals win sort of tick box tick box but to, to come and steal it and put yourself in a prelim is uh, it's, it's really turning into a special season.
0: It is. I think that's possibly the most special victory I can remember. Really, what do you think, Maddie? Like, it's it's got to be. I mean, Vossi said after the game, it's one of the most special games to the players. They've posted it tonight on the Carlton social. It's one of the most. Um, impressive games or wins he's been involved in and uh, in recent memory I can't remember much better
1: (laughs) yeah and as a Carlton fan we've obviously been starved of finals so and they normally your most important game so in an important game to steal one when you didn't think you had it uh, it was just such a shock to the system that the joy was not only the joy from winning but um, you'd go into a bit of a low there I think the season was over which really gave you the the big high on the other end uh, and sort of a, a feeling of disbelief at the end really more than anything else
0: well, I had a moment of thinking Akers had missed it because, you know, I'm just conditioned to can't possibly be that we've <laughs> stolen this. So I thought he dribbled in it and it had, hit it, it had hit the post. So when I realised it had gone through, it was just shock and elation, just absolutely unbelievable. Apparently she said in an interview, I think it was Walshy. I was wondering what Vossi said at three-quarter time because we came out and went bang, bang, we started the fourth really strong, even though Melbourne got on top eventually before we snatched it. Um, but apparently Vossi said at three quarter time, we were that goal down. Like, this is exactly where we want to be. Embrace it. This is, you know, this is the pressure. This is the moment. How exciting is this? Which I just really liked hearing that rather than kind of addressing the group and saying, we need to remain calm. Let's plug away. Just being like, embrace this stress, embrace this moment and just go for it. And you could really tell they came out firing with that amazing goal from Sammy Walsh at the start of the fourth to kind of. I thought that was it was possible we we would run away with it. Not to be, it was a wrestle of the fourth quarter. But uh, yeah, very just loving Bossy's work at the moment.
1: <laughs> it, was, it really was a game of uh, inches at the end there. The kick from Ollie Hollands to Doc, he miskicked it a bit, and he should have. Do put,
0: you think I thought it was an, I thought it was a good kick because he ran into space behind him.
1: I, I don't think he was mean to put it there. I think it, it, usually you always put it out. In front of them. In so front. I think he's tucked wouldn't
0: in. wouldn't that have been worse,
1: do you think? Yeah, that's what, Yeah, that's where we're going with it. Yeah, so. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's all right. You, correct <laughs> conclusion. No, what I was going to say was uh, he miskicked it and brought it inside, but it ended up being the perfect kick because so it suckered the Melbourne yeah. player in, managed him to get over the top and get open, whereas if he kicked it to where he probably wanted to kick and where he should kick it, it would have been out wide, he would have marked it, been held up, it would have been another bomb to a contested goal square. It ended up working out perfectly.
0: Oh, absolutely. And apparently Akers, uh, and I need to rewatch it again. I've actually rewatched it multiple times. But uh, Blake Akers was in a collision and you'd think he might have gone to the bench, but he ran back to create that spare in the square that Doherty kicked it to. So just yeah. a hardworking working
1: He was involved. In, I actually saw beast. there's a bit of vision of him from behind the square. So he was involved in a contest on the half-forward flank just before the ball goes to the wing and then gets kicked straight to Wheatering. And he got Polaks, didn't he? No, he didn't get Pollax. He was just in the contest. Oh. And then he just meanders forward. And we had there's I think we had like four Carlton forwards all three behind the last Melbourne defender as the ball switched and went around. And Melbourne just never never manned up. And uh, it's uh there, crazy. Was, there was another someone else he had actually quite a few options, Doc. He could have obviously tried to kick for goal himself, which was what I was willing to do as he was running in. I was like, go for home, Doc, like a classic. Yeah, I think from I said 50. that. Kick it, yeah. kick it. But he actually had a guy open in the other pocket and he had uh, uh, McGovern and Acres all free as well. They had, had a heap he of options.
0: took the perfect choice. He like did. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he didn't, you know, just vomit to Charlie or whatever. It was just the absolute perfect play that will live on every carton fans be burned in our brain forevermore that that passage of play will go down as a you know club the highlight forevermore <laughs>
1: oh, Yeah, it'll get replayed uh, forever it'll always be be there rolling rolling the film interesting choice to play on at the time I liked it now and now I'm like yep yeah, make sure of it but then there was a lot of commentary around you should have chewed the 30 seconds which probably technically yeah. correct chewing the 30 seconds to put it you know would have been uh, handy but it mattered not in the end.
0: Well, it could have been also mentally tough. You know, this is the goal to to win it for us, the suspense. Like maybe just quickly get us in front and get it done.
1: Yeah.
0: But what a game as well. I mean, gosh, I'm not used to being this stressed in September. If you were (laughs) not an invested uh, supporter, you'd just think it was a phenomenal game of footy from the get-go. It was tough. It was finals. Like we didn't even play our best because in finals you probably can't. The other team prevents you. Um, And I just thought it was such a – a true finals high pressure contest and see us not only stack up, but, but win that it's just, it's unbelievable. Really?
1: Uh, it was an absolute brutal game, especially in that first quarter. And they're the team big, big yeah. midfields, big contested ball winning teams. And both teams, one of the ascendancy, ascendancy uh, on the inside. And, um, yeah, it definitely took its toll. I think on a lot of players. I reckon it probably led to some of those poor skills we saw later in the game. The the physicality of the game early, I think, would have really worn and uh, a few guys out, being pretty sore out there. But it made it a great spectacle to watch when it was tough early, and then uh, it ebbed and flowed. Goals, uh, you know, different teams on top at different times, and uh, it, yeah. was, it was exciting.
0: It was an amazing game, and it really did see saw so. All that matters is being in front when the final siren sounds. Gosh, that last minute though, when they <laughs> they bounced it, I was still oh, nervous. I was like,
1: "Don't go forward, don't." It was a bit similar to last week, really, wasn't it? Just oh, if we just got to win this centre bounce.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was so stressful. So, I don't know, Maddie. It just a thrilling, thrilling game. I think the roar at the G uh, shook the ground there, like no one's ever witnessed before. The bag army, the ninety six thousand, the, the bag army beside themselves. It's a it's a history making moment for the club. Uh, and I just, I never thought we'd be here this year, recording podcast well into September, a game away from a grand final. Yep. Yikes. Unbelievable. Well, shall we jump into the second quarter? Because I feel like there's lots of performances we should chat about. All right, let's kick off the second quarter where we dive deep on the players as we always do. So let's start by naming our boy and our whipping boy. Our boy is someone who didn't make our votes, but we liked what they did. And our whipping boy, well... Self-explanatory. Um, so who have you got as your whipping boy this week? Let's start with a negative and then jump to all the positives. A,
1: a tough, tough week for the whipping boy in a in one of the mm. great club victories. Uh, I'll throw a couple out for you. I think Cunningham obviously getting subbed off. I didn't think it was having a, much of an impact on yeah. the game. It was a bit of a nearly game. Uh, he was there a lot in the right spot but just never managed to get to the ball first or uh, mm-hmm. had someone in the wrong – just – wasn't falling his way, uh, wasn't working for him. He has been quiet for a couple of weeks. And then um, the other name, which I sort of had Dan, and uh, not that I thought he played a bad game. I think it was a very sacrificial game, but uh, Pitto just doesn't offer us a heap in the ruck, does he?
0: Ooh, interesting to know is your whipping boy. He does not offer us a heap, but he tagged Gordon. <laughs> He's been quite did. heralded as.
1: I liked his tagging job. And yeah, it's I just. I thought
0: he did a bit more around the ground. I reckon that's stiff this week, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, who have you got?
0: Uh it's a very hard choice, so that's a <laughs> fair call. Um so I had cunnus as an option, but the other two options I've got, Chinkotta, you had him last week for similar reasons, just on the edges. But I'll go with someone a bit more controversial and harsh. Marchbank.
1: Yeah, he uh couldn't take a grab this week, could he?
0: He was having some shocking moments. He he was classic Marchy because he had some wonderful moments, but just some real butterfingers, uh some moments he'd like back that were a bit costly. He gave away that, you know, um, free kick with the high uh, mm. tackle early, and there was just a few moments where I was feeling really frustrated with him. He obviously came back and had some nice ones, but um, I think there are some moments he'd like back. So I had him as my whipping boy.
1: Oh, yeah. um, I can see that. I think if he must have dropped about five or six absolute sitters, like two hands to the ball, and those went straight through. It was odd.
0: Yeah, it was odd. I just feel like he's been hot and cold this whole final series. Um, look, I see what you're saying with Piddo. I, but I think this week, probably the, the impact yet on gone gets him out of that category for me. Let's go to something more positive. Your boy this week. I've got an
1: easy one cause he didn't make my vote. So I've gone with doc. Great choice. Um, Great choice. I mean, how can you not? He and probably Honestly. not being in the vote is harsh, but, uh, yeah, did the shoulder involved in the game winning play. um, you know, who else would it have been? You know, of course it was going to be Doc breaking towards yeah. the 50, ball in hand, uh, toughed it out. He'll be there next week, no doubt. There's no way he's missing it. Um, yeah. So I thought he was an easy pick for, for my boy this week.
0: Yeah, just when you think that man can't do more and overcome more adversity, he says, shoulders popped out, all good. Let me just lace out a kick for the winning goal in dying <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Uh, an excellent choice. Um, look, look. I have a few options because they were really stiff not to make my votes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention two this week. Can I be a little bit...
1: Your boys?
0: Yeah, I'm going to have boys this week and they um, were both involved in the winning play, but I want to mention Ollie Hollands. Yep. Didn't make my votes, but I feel like he really deserves to get a shout out as one of my boys this week because not only was he involved in that beautiful miss kick, he did that really key tackle in the last 30 seconds on Hunter when he possibly could have streamed forward and... Played a perfect sub role, came on and had an impact and has grit and determination and everything I think this award is about. Um, Yep. So lots of love to Ollie Hollands. And the other one who's very stiff not to make the votes, but a final specialist that should have a statue outside Archon Park, Blake Akers, is also (laughs) one of my boys this week. Very stiff not to make the votes, but loves to kick a winning goal. Tough as anything with uh, carrying on with that collarbone and uh, definitely deserves a special mention, I think. For sure. Now, a different approach this week, Maddie, to talking about the players, if you're happy to go with me. I bought the Herald Sun because I was absorbing <laughs> every little piece of Carlson content I could get my hands on, even the Digital old school way. I content wasn't Xavier. enough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I
0: was like, oh, there's a paywall on the Herald Sun. What do I do? Oh, you can actually get that from the news agency, can not you? <laughs> so I did. And as I was reading it and in soaking up all the content, they did a rating of each of our players out of 10. So I propose to just rapid-fire the players you and the score they got, and you can give me an agree or disagree, and if you disagree, maybe a counter score as our point of discussion. Does that sound good? I like it. I don't know how they went in terms of this. It's not alphabetical. It's a bit random. So here we go. Jesse Motlop. they've given a six. They say he shanked two easy passes in the first term but snagged Ooh. a banana and a huge final term goal.
1: I would have given him maybe just a smidge higher, a six and a half or a seven, two goals. Um, yeah, not a huge impact, but pretty pretty crucial couple of goals, especially that second and last one.
0: Yeah, oh, I think quite the. I think not around it a lot, but when he needed to impact, he did. So I agree. I would have bumped him up a bit. Same with this next player, Adam Chera. They gave six two as well.
1: I rated Chera highly. I thought a little three pronged midfield of Chera, Cripps, and Walsh is a really nice uh, midfield balance and quite potent. Yeah, and um, I would have had Chera maybe seven and a half. Eight, I thought maybe I thought he was very Same.
0: good. I think they've been a bit uh stingy on the allocation there I thought Chera early was one of our one of our absolute best he's just a, a hell of a player um and I agree that that midfield trio at the moment of firing Matt Kennedy they've given him 4.5 had the job on Jake Leaver but <laughs> little to um slow him Interesting. Yeah, I don't think Kennedy came in and blitzed things, but he, he kicked his goal when he needed to, and he was really involved in that Walsh goal at the start of the fourth where he kind of stood up in the tackle and he did went after the ball again and created it. So um, four and a half, I don't know. What do you think?
1: I, think I would have put, given him higher. I think it's going to be probably a trend, but I would have thought yeah. maybe a six. I know he didn't do much, but he got that, like you say, that set shot. He dished off the pass to Walsh, few touches, but also towards the end he was just uh, head over the ball a lot. He didn't win possessions for it. But he was really trying to trap that ball in in the forward half or, or win the ball back. I thought he was thought he was okay for a first game back having not played for a long time.
0: Do you think, and we might be jumping to the next quarter, but he's done enough to hold his spot?
1: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. He was sort of played out of position, so he's hard to judge. He had five score involvements from only his 13 touches, and he kicked uh, three scoring good. shots. So he had effect. It's, I think, we'll talk about it, but I think it's either him or Hewitt. you got, you got to pick one or the other.
0: Ooh. Interesting. Okay, we'll come to that next quarter. Uh, Lockie Fogarty, who re signed today, they've given him a five. I think that's probably fair.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's probably far off the mark. Didn't hit the board, 14 touches, four tackles. Um, Yeah, pretty, not that it was a bad game, but it was just, it was sort of the, what we'd say, bare minimum for for a pass. So probably about a five is about right.
0: Yeah, but I agree with what he said last week. I saw a couple plays this week on the replay where he's just handy. He can move through the midfield. He does nice things. So, yeah, he was serviceable. I think the five's fair. The highest rating, just for your info and listeners' info, is a nine. So this next man is one below that, Captain Cripps, and they describe it as a Herculean <laughs> performance. I think that's a fair way to put it. It wasn't the most polished, but it was classic Cripper, just Broken nose? Who cares? Let's keep pushing on. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, it's it depends how you want to look at it. So from output wise, I sort of would have given him maybe an eight, but he took an absolute battering. like clearly targeted him. They yeah. saw like they targeted Acres. Um, Dirty. I mean, uh, picket. Uh, it is Kazai Pickett, it, isn't it?
0: Yes, um, it is. How could we possibly forget that name?
1: Yeah, broke his nose. You saw Gorn uh pummel into his back there was that freak he got where someone like literally spear tackled him in the back um as well earlier yeah. on they, they were hitting him real hard he looked totally beat up but you need that big body in the midfield and he absorbed it i think he had nine clearances with six yeah. tackles um phenomenal yeah it wasn't like those Brownlow three vote games from last year where he was getting 35 touches kicking three or four goals and having 10 clearances but uh in a contested game he played a very crucial role
0: I agree, and he did a you know another classic captain's game. He was willing us forward. He was really involved in some of those critical plays, even early, get, lacing out the kick to Tom Deconing, the first goal we got, um, finding open space and handballs, and yeah, just copying a beating and, and soldiering on. When they interviewed him in the rooms afterwards, it looked like he'd just been. Absolutely bashed from pillar to post, but thrilled anyway and loved it. Couldn't couldn't ask for a more Herculean performance. Mitch McGovern, they've given a 7 to. They said he uh, had his ice skates on and looked shaky at ground level, but was <laughs> strong in most contests. What do you think about that?
1: Uh, I don't mind the rating. He had his 20 touches, 18 kicks. Um, I thought he was all right. He wasn't doing his uh, intercept marking, which I think he hasn't done it for a while, which is really a strength of his. Um but I thought, I thought he was good. Um, he gained 459 metres. I think a seven's probably about right for me. How did you feel?
0: Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Um, I didn't notice, notice him too much. I mean, obviously, he was there in that last play kind of playing an important role, not giving away free, I guess, and um, taking care of, was it Lever in the square at the end?
1: Uh, I can't remember who the other player was.
0: Yeah, so, I, um, yeah, I think seven's probably solid. He's not someone who stood out to me, unlike the next player who we want to talk about. They've only given him a 7.5. I think this is rough. I think it was the best game possibly I've seen from him. Some players, Maddie, are built for finals and thrive on the pressure and King Tom De Koning is one. I
1: wonder who you're talking about there for a second. He looked good, especially in the first half, massive. Some big marks, couple goals. Um, There was always talk during the week that having him as the second forward, he doesn't provide goals, he doesn't hit the scoreboard. And he, he snagged his couple early. He exactly. silenced the critics.
0: Well, they were, they were so important too. Those goals at the start, Melbourne could have run away for, it, for with it. They blitzed us early and Tommy took, you know, a really important grab and then got that free and went back and nailed it. And in a huge final with a massive crowd, that required serious composure um, and he, you know, took his flying leaps. I think 7.5 is stingy. I think he should get an eight. Robbie Williams would agree with me. <laughs> I've seen <that. laughs> If you don't know what I'm talking about, listeners, Robbie Williams, I'm sure you've seen it, uh, dedicated, loves in the air, uh, reworded to Tom De Koning's in the air. Um, I just thought it was a special performance from him. He looks like a player who just thrives on finals and the energy and the pressure of it, um, doesn't, didn't take a backward step. Uh as uh, the Herald Sun says, maybe other t- clubs should have offered him a ten-year deal to get him out of Carlton. He's <laughs> sensational.
1: He's getting better. Uh, he, he's getting into that prime. He's a, he's athletic. Uh, I think we're, I think he's only going to get better over the next few years. I think it's the, been a shrewd signing. How long did we sign him for? Was only a few years, wasn't it? Though
0: only a couple of years, yeah. yeah. And I think we then assess from there. Um, what would you give Blake Akers?
1: Blakey Acres, a uh, couple goals, crucial goals, playing with one arm. I would have given him a seven and a half as well.
0: He got an eight, so pretty close, Manny. I think okay. that's a very fair call. Yeah. Um, right. Although, is he was he better than Tom? I don't know, but he's... Uh, the sheriff, as Vossi called him in tonight's footage. I saw that. He's becoming a bit of a Carlton legend, isn't
1: he? He is. Well, he's stepping up. Um, he's hitting the scoreboard. He's. I think it's something we've we've mentioned throughout the season. He's right place, right time. And, gee, has that been valuable in finals. He's often in the right spot, um, Yeah. not just through his smarts, but through his aerobic capacity he's able to get there. And, uh, yeah, he finishes the job, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, no, he's um, been a hell of a signing. What did we give up for him? Nothing, like a third-round pick or something? Oh,
1: yeah, I think it's going to work out to be something like pick 50 or 60 in the end.
0: Yeah, so thank you, Freo. <laughs> Pleasure doing business with you. Ollie hollands they've given a seven as the sub. They say he came on with 17 minutes to play, ran his guts out and got involved in the biggest play of the game. Huge impact. We've talked about him. He was my boy. But uh, do you agree with that rating of a seven?
1: I think for a sub, I think that's fair. It's tough to come on. Um, and actually do anything um, as a sub to get involved. But uh, really, like you say, when it was on the line there at the end, he was involved in that last play. He was involved on the wing
0: um, after the centre bounce. Um, I think that's it's probably about right. I think so. Sam Docker, they've given a six and a half. We've talked about him as well, but I'd bump him up a point or so there for the <laughs> pure fact that he grounded out with that shoulder. What about you, Maddie?
1: Yeah, six and a half. With six at the front doesn't quite feel right for me. Maybe a seven.
0: Yeah. Brody camp, your boy, what would you give him?
1: Ooh, gee, a six.
0: Yeah. That's what they gave him. Uh, he uh, went for that flying
1: shot at the end, really wanted to be the hero. Didn't, he? <laughs> didn't mind that too much. He, uh, <laughs> uh, it still proves to be the weakest link in our back line, I think. He had Smith early when Smith mm. got off the, the chain a little bit. It's just his body work before the contest needs a little bit more work. He needs to, Weeders is the master of that. He needs to yeah. get a bit of one-on-one time with him and have a chat um, because that's where he gets let down. He's normally close. Um, he can run and jump, but he gets the other guy. Does the other guy have too much of a, a look at it? He needs to maybe go yeah. talk to May. May seems to be the the best player going around it, um, pretty much infringing without giving away a free. So I was about
0: it, to say May hangs off Charlie. There's been footage floating around of how he blanketed him, and that's by just grabbing one arm and putting it behind his back.
1: Yeah, just yeah, just uh, he did did it last time as well.
0: Annoying. Now we get to him, the man we all want to talk about. The cometh the moment cometh the man he's turned you know we all thought Cripper was going to blow finals apart and he's played well but the man who really has blown it apart uh this weekend was Sammy Walsh the highest rated player in this article with a nine have the boys found their new dominator they say Tell me what you thought of Sammy's performance, Maddie. Something pretty special.
1: You did. You could have given him a 10. Um, yeah. Kicked the two goals, absolute icing on the cake for, you know, yeah. other than that, every aspect, you know, ticked every box. Possessions, um, kicks, tackles, goals. Uh, he really just did everything you could have asked um, of him that game. Uh, I really don't know what it was else brilliant. to say. He was is as close to a, a perfect finals game, as I think you could almost see, especially considering his age and everything. Um, yeah. He's got a f- few games under his belt now that he's been back off that short injury break and a um, t- good time for him to be peaking, especially after missing the end of last season. That would have hurt him. So for him to be up yeah. and going in finals this year is, is awesome.
0: It's the best form he's been in this year, certainly. Uh, the best game he's really played ever. Would have won him a Norm Smith, maybe will in a couple games' time. Uh, <laughs> he's just... Uh, Yeah, he's found a new level, Um, and we often have commented on the fact he accumulates but doesn't have impact, but that was certainly not the case. He had every single bit of impact, and I think he had something like 40 or 42, 43 pressure acts. He was just not just uh, scoring goals and influential influential offensively, but doing absolutely everything you could ask of him defensively. A monster game, according to the Herald Sun, and I I don't think you can say, uh, yeah, much less than that. It was pretty special. More of that from Sammy Walsh, please. Yes. Um, From great highs to great, you know, mediocrity, Caleb Marchbank.
1: (laughs) What would they give him? A four. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: They said uh, dropped a number of crucial grabs, which is what we've said.
1: Yeah, yeah. If he'd taken a few grabs, it would have been a a passable game perhaps because he found himself in – in good spots and getting both hands to it clear uncontested, but yeah, just don't know what happened. He greased his hands up before the game or something.
0: Something like that. So the next person, another massive game from our leaders, really our co-vice captain stepping up as well. Jacob Weidering. I have to read you what they said about him more reliable than a chicken Palmer at a pub. <laughs> uh, I like that line. What would you have given Wieders game, Maddie? You thought it was pretty, pretty special as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, I thought he was good. Um, Oh particularly gee. early. Yeah. Seven and a half eight, somewhere around there.
0: They gave him an eight and I think it's well earned. I think early on I just was saying to literally out loud, Oh, the Weeders again, Wheaters is amazing. He was just you could tell he was one of those players who came out like we are winning this game, I'm determined and played like it.
1: Yeah. No, it's nice having a, a big rock. He's so important. If if he was out, it would leave such a gaping hole in the team.
0: Honestly, what would we do without him? Uh, Nick Newman, one of our stars of the season. Uh, not his best game, but by Nick Newman's standard, even not your best is still very good. What, did, what would you give him?
1: I like Newman's game. I thought it was pretty good. I still would have had him right up there. I would have given him a similar to a seven and a half, eight sort of score.
0: Interesting. They've given him six and a half. I think that's a bit low too. I thought Newman, apart from that annoying moment where he gave away fifty at the wrong time, uh, another really solid performance from him.
1: Yeah, he had thirty touches, nineteen kicks. His disposal efficiency was a little down, and as you said, wasn't perhaps up to the standards he set himself recently. But uh, I still thought he had a very good game. He had the most meters gained out of anyone in our team. Um, uh, five score involvements, three clearances. I thought it was a pretty pretty handy game.
0: You need Nick Newman out there. He's uh, become a really crucial part of our team. Pettinette, we've spoken about him. What score do you give him?
1: I would have given him a five. Yeah,
0: yeah. bang on. I'll read you this line too because I don't mind it. Would struggle on, thank God you're here. Look confused when asked to improvise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is good. That is not bad.
0: (laughs) Uh, But put up a good fight against Max Gorn. Yeah, he essentially played a
1: giant tagger on Max Gorn. What he essentially did.
0: Yeah. Uh Cunningham, not his best night, and it's reflected in this score. What would you have given him money? A
1: five as well, I think.
0: Well, he got a three.
1: Oh, that seems that's low. That is I didn't know we we're that's going harsh, that low. Isn't it? Yeah, I thought four was gonna yeah. be the bottom, the, the bottom of the basement. Um that's
0: yeah. the whole score out there.
1: Yeah, I mean we talked about him earlier, just couldn't couldn't get his hands on just didn't have any influence.
0: Um speaking of, not that he was quite on that level, but George Hewitt, they've given him a five, uh, said he didn't mm. have much influence. Would you agree? I think it's probably a six.
1: Yeah, I would have said six. I agree. wasn't one of his better games. I thought it would have been a game that would have been made for him, a bit more of a contested style game. But, yeah, he uh, he struggled a little bit.
0: Here's an interesting one. Waiting for this person to tear finals apart, maybe next week. Charlie Curnow, what would you give Charlie's game?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he dropped his head in the second half, so I'm, I'm I'm sort of feeling like a six.
0: They gave him a four.
1: Oh, I think that's harsh. He was he was battling against multiple yeah. opponents, as we saw. We talked about the he treatment. Held. Yeah, the treatment. Maybe he should have, he should have had about another three free kicks on goal. Um,
0: yeah, and he kicked his goal when he had his chance. I think he played a really important role for us. And with Harry back next week, hopefully. A bit less attention. was he yeah. meant to do? The whole team's sitting on him.
1: I know. The only thing that disappointed me about his game was that he did seem to drop his head and let May mark the ball a few times in the second half. Like he was just a bit over it. He Defeated. Him, yeah, May wore him down, I think, uh, which was really what I found the most disappointing about his game. I'm not too worried about his output um, because it was a really tough game with Lever and May essentially double-teaming double him uh, for the whole game. But... Uh, to drop his head and let the ball be marked, I thought was probably the most disappointing thing in the second half. But other than that... Um yeah, he could have had he could yeah kicked a goal, could have had one or two more maybe. Um,
0: yeah, well he had that one early where he um you know got it on the fifty you know almost kicked the first goal of the game it was the first behind I think and wheeled around from his favourite spot and it went through the behind. Yeah. I feel like maybe if that had gone through, he might have um, been a bit more up and about, but he just never found his mojo.
1: It's uh, with May he's either going to playing on May he's either going to get a, a load of free kicks which he's got before playing on May where that every time he grabs him they give a free kick, but if he doesn't do that May won't let him run and jump. As soon as, as Kerno can yeah. run and jump, May's cooked. So May just doesn't allow that to happen. Uh, so it's either yeah. either May blankets him or Charlie's going to end up with, you know, seven or eight free kicks for the game.
0: Yeah, it's all or nothing. Cincotto, we talked about him briefly. Uh, what would you have given his game out of ten?
1: Uh, five.
0: Yeah, they gave him 4.5. They said might want to stop the replay at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blanketed Pickett in the first half, but he broke free in the third. Pickett threatened to tear us apart. He was kicking goals in the fourth. It was giving me PTSD of last year. But, you know, the opposite happened. So (laughs) thank God for that. Adam Saad. I thought Saad had a beautiful game. Um, What would you have rated him, Matty?
1: I would have given him a seven and a half.
0: Oh, ding, ding, ding. Bang on. That's exactly what they gave him. Correct weight. Yeah. (laughs) I thought he was really solid. I thought Sardi was pretty huge for us. Um, Had a big impact when, you know, played a classic Sardi game.
1: He did, yeah. Uh, Had got the ball a fair bit. Um, His closing speed is always what amazes me. But yeah, Yeah. good game from Sardi.
0: Two to go. Matty Owies. Uh, Four. Four and a half. Didn't do much, but kicked it when it counted.
1: Did. That was a good set shot, too.
0: I was a bit worried because sometimes you're just never sure with Matty Owies, He's but He's God He's he back. That.
1: He's back with his set shot kicking. His set shot kicking's good lately. Oh
0: God, Touchwood. Let's hope <laughs> he does it next week. Uh, and finally, the final specialist from last week unfortunately didn't repeat the effort. Maddie Cottrell. Yeah, uh, he didn't do much. Five. They gave him a four, which I think is fair. But after his heroics of last week, we'll let him have a down week.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. As long as he can bring it back next week.
0: All right, well, that was a thorough way to do it. Should we quickly cast our votes then now that we've churned through the performances for our final MVP?
1: Sorry, a little with the button pushed <laughs> That's that one
0: on. way to shut me up. <laughs> 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 Who's got your votes this week, Maddie? Uh
1: Couldn't go past Walsh. He gave him the three votes. Um, yeah. I gave two votes too, and after running through all those things, I feel like... You, I start to second guess myself, but uh, two votes to Newman and Akers and singles to Cripps, Chera and TDK.
0: Okay. We're a bit different this week, but I agree with all of that. There were lots of players that could have squeezed, but uh, good choices. But we have differed a little. I gave Walsh four.
1: Yep. I can, I can totally understand that.
0: I thought it was a four. Oh, sorry. If anyone's new, Matt and I get 10 votes each. Have to cast all 10. Can't give one player any more than five. So if you're a bit confused, that's what we're doing. Um, I gave Walshie the four. Yeah, four game, almost a five game, five vote game. But I just needed to squeeze more people in. So he was robbed. So four to Walshie. I gave TDK two and Cripper two. Yep. Uh, for all the reasons we discussed. And then I gave Wietering and Saad one apiece. Yeah. I thought Newman was very, very unlucky to miss, I've noted.
1: Yeah, we are a little different there. But I thought once you got through sort of the very top end, Walsh essentially, and then there was – yeah, you could probably throw a blanket over the next six or seven players.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get into third quarter, Matty, and preview next week in the Coach's Box.
1: We're not here to just be part of the group. We're here to be the best, and that's what as competitors will try and strive for.
0: We are two wins off being the best this year. (laughs) Can you believe it? Oh, the sound grabs Uh, we could
1: have for next season.
0: (laughs) Seriously, bring it on. Do you want to give us any uh, team stats to stand out before we move on to previewing our preliminary final?
1: Disposals. Team
0: stats from last week, obviously.
1: Yeah, disposals even, insides 50s even. I thought we allowed them to um, have a bit... too many shots on goal. Their disposal efficiency for going inside for 50 was 53% of the time. They're able to get a shot on goal. Mm, um, okay, for a forward line, that's not that great. I thought that was uh, disappointing. not great. They won hit outs 38-29. They just won clearances. Uh, we won the center clearances, but they won the clearances around the ground. Um, okay. And then other than that, uh, as we go down... Tackles, uh, big big plus for us in tackles, 64 to 49. And um, that's sort of just probably the last stat of significance. I thought the tackles is an interesting one. Um, that's
0: a, bit, a bigger differential, differential than I would have expected watching the game.
1: Yeah, in a game that was close, that's a, that's a big difference uh, considering most other stats were re- relatively even
0: yeah interesting so selection maddie obviously we had harry and martin out and we'll come to it they're both available next week motlock and elevated to starting 22 and kennedy in i guess the talking point just quickly before we move on to next week's selection is that sauce didn't get a run even though yeah. declared match uh not match fit declared fit but deemed not ready therefore not match fit what did you think of that decision to go with I guess Kennedy over Sauce.
1: Um, well, the way they used Pitto, I can sort of see why they did that because they essentially just tagged Gorn. Uh, you're not going to mm. do that with Sauce and TDK oh. was needed up forward. So I can I, maybe if that's the the reasoning, I can I can I can get that.
0: Do you think that uh, let's I guess link it to next week's selection? Do you think there's a possibility of Pitto, I don't think Pitto's is going to be dropped. I think they're going with the tdk Pitto combo in finals. But I guess for argument's sake, would there be any world in which he comes out and Sauce gets a look in or is Sauce just not going to see a final series? I think that's the more likely scenario. <laughs> um, that
1: does seem to be the way they're going, although I could see them mixing it up and going straight swap Sauce for Pitto potentially on how they feel about their lineup. Um, yeah, it is, it's, a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um they're not they've got what if, big O next week? Uh, Oscar McInerney's the the ruck. Um, Nothing sort of amazing. So you could get away potentially just running one ruck next week, maybe.
0: I don't think they're gonna bring Sauce in though when he hasn't played a match and they've you know got a combo that's worked thus far with Pidel yeah, and
1: TDK. I know I I'm with you. I'm getting the vibe, it's not changing.
0: Yeah, so I've got a here selection for next week. And Martin and Harry are back in, obviously. Well, yep. Martin obviously. Harry, we would say obviously, although there's been some conjecture, but Vossi has declared that, so he's with us as we'd expect. Um, <laughs> I've actually went to decide who I would pull from the team and just ended up writing a bunch of question marks and thought, I'll just put it to Maddie. <laughs>
1: huh. See for me, it seems so sort of us. seems sort of obvious, I think. Um, okay, please. I would go Har- to
0: declare your obvious answer. <laughs> Harry for Cunners? Okay, yep. I thought he was the only semi-obvious choice. And then I think you probably, unless
1: you want to switch Kennedy and Hewitt around, but I think you'd drop Kennedy back out and bring Martin in.
0: Yeah, okay. So Kennedy doesn't hold and Cunningham I think at his best that's a loss, but I guess, yeah, Cunningham for Harry even though it's not like for like really.
1: Yeah, it's more like you're sort of auditioning that last spot between
0: Motlop and Cunners I guess. Yeah, and I think Motlop did more to secure it. Okay, you've made it sound very simple to me. Maybe that's what we'll do. No selection headache after all. Done. And no no JSOS.
1: No, but if they did, I, it could just be a straight swap for Pido in that lineup. That would be fine because you'd have Harry back in. He takes Ruck in the forward half. TDK would be paying just pretty much Ruck all day. Um, yeah. Forward line of Harry, Soss, and Charlie were seen work in the past. So, yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about a preliminary final. That sentence is never getting old. I can't believe we're saying it. Against Brisbane on Saturday, 5 Uh A few things to discuss. I just, you know, I want to believe in a miracle as we open the show with and we're one game away and I'm dying to get my hot hands on a ticket to a Carlton Grand Final at the G. That would truly be a dream come true. But us playing – Brisbane haven't lost to the Gabby yet. There's only one team we haven't beaten under Michael Voss's reign, I believe, and it's Brisbane at any point. There's a bit of symmetry playing, uh, you know, Vossi's old side when we last played a final and Vossi coached and they beat us. There's been a lot of coverage on that. Us in Queensland in an afternoon in a stadium that doesn't have a whole heap of – you know, it's not 90,000, it'll still be a packed stadium – it just it never it never bodes well for us normally, so I'm nervous.
1: No, so warning flags for me. I don't think we've actually played our best footy for the last four weeks, but we've snared wins all bar GWS, where we didn't really try against GWS, but we've managed to win in other ways. So if we could yeah. recapture some of the the form that we were in during our winning streak, I think that would be. Very helpful, obviously. The other warning sign, yeah. uh, the ball just, the when it was going into uh, defensive 50, Melbourne was getting too many chances. And I think a forward line of mm. Danaher, Hipwood, Cameron, Cameron. Rayner, um, yeah, Archie, they've got they've got some firepower, Brisbane. So you give them those sort of opportunities and they're not going to kick nine goals, 17, uh, which is yeah, obviously so true. massive. Yeah.
0: Melbourne let us off the hook big time. We have to acknowledge that. They had so many opportunities to win it. And Brisbane aren't going to give us those chances. Also, their home game, Queensland Heat. We're not Friday night at the G with the, the you know, 23rd or 24th player being the bagger army, although I'm sure many a bagger will be up there. Have you booked your tickets to Brisbane, mate? <laughs> uh, do
1: you know what? I'm actually up in Brisbane for work for most of the week, but they have me coming back on the Friday. If I wasn't coming back on the Friday, I would have seriously considered staying up there.
0: Oh, my God, tell them to push your fly.
1: <laughs>
0: That's insane. Um, so I think there'll be a big contingent of blue baggers. I don't know. Tell I've asked you this each week, so let's, you know, <laughs> stick with suspicion. What do we do to beat the, the Lions, Maddie? What's um,
1: the key? D- to be honest, I, I think we just need to stick some of our skills. I think what's been killing us lately is I like the, the kicks we go for, but... So Those really bad skill errors where they kick long or wide or miss mm. the handball, and they just we get slaughtered on the turnover. So, I think if we tidy that up in terms of just what we can do from a Carlton perspective, I think that would go a long way, um, long way to, to helping. And then, other than that, um, I think we get on top in the midfield again, hopefully, and then give our guys just live in our forward half would obviously help a lot, keep it away from the Brisbane front end.
0: Yeah, okay, I, I like it. I feel like we just need to keep ourselves in with a sniff. I mean, there's a bit of, yeah, fairy tale magic about this. I think if we're in with a chance, this group, you know, the the allure of a grand final, it's strong strong as ever. Um, it's right there to be taken. So I think if they get a chance, this group really doesn't give up and believes they can do it. So I just hope we hang around and hang around long enough because far out. We're a game away from the big dance. Can yeah. you imagine if we had the pies in the big one? Ah,
1: oh, that would just be AFL would be absolutely frothing on that they would love it but we are going up there very beat up too that was a pretty physical game against melbourne yeah and uh brisbane are coming fresh off a, a two-week break or well, one Look, week break, i think but the, two weeks yeah
0: the odds are probably against us let's be honest but this team they can they can achieve anything and we we believe in a miracle i'll you know i'll wait till the end of the pod to get your prediction maddie but there are there are some nervous uh things to to observe as we wait but it's just exciting to be in it Final four of the year.
1: So great. Nice to still be relevant. Um, And then next season we get to hear them talk about Carlton, either grand finalist or, you know, prelim in the prelim last year for for half of next season.
0: Just literally feels like a dream I'm still waking up from. Should we jump into the fourth quarter? We've got lots of questions from our blue baggers to open. Oh, God.
1: Very happy on the trigger thing tonight. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm probably being a bit verbose, so you need to cut me off. Um, if you're not following us on the socials, get on board the dot blue pod on Instagram and the blue pod on X, formerly known as Twitter. When do I stop saying that? I just think it should go back to being Twitter. Um, we had lots of questions come in, so I'll uh, pick some of. We love them all, but I'll, I'll pick the ones that don't um, repeat as much. Um, I don't know. This is an odd one. Maybe that doesn't make the cut, but now I've read it, I'll have to say it out loud.
1: <laughs>
0: from Nathan Rogerson, was Ed Kerner playing to rest other players a masterstroke from Bass.
1: <laughs> oh, like during the season he means, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, no, I think Ed genuinely had his spot in the team. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's a funny I think we think are fit it.
0: at the right end of the year. We least, certainly but are. That's,
1: I don't think we're that's that – true. We weren't that confident.
0: No. Uh, and Kofa said, thoughts on Cunningham as the sub next week. I feel like he could have more impact with fresh legs.
1: Yeah, he could be a sub for sure. Uh,
0: but I liked Ollie as a sub. I feel like he did pretty well.
1: He did. I wouldn't I, – yeah, that's true. If, if he doesn't come in, it would be rough for him to lose his spot.
0: I think he's earned a right to retain it after his impact there.
1: Especially with the sore um, acres and Doc. you probably
0: need Ollie as the sub. Exactly. Demonis Bland suggests Martin for Cunningham or always Harry for Kennedy and says Holland's is a great sub. So it's pretty much what we uh, said, Similar to what you said. Yeah. Um, how many strangers did you hug and high five? Unfortunately, uh, not able to get your arms around strangers, Maddie.
1: No, not <laughs> on your way not,
0: back from work after it.
1: Not this week. Unfortunately, no work interfered.
0: um, Someone else, Kate New says, were you wearing a heart rate monitor? If I was, it would have been absolutely going through the roof.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um does Blake Akers get a statue at Icon Park now?
1: <laughs> yep, being never one arm um, statue.
0: And would you let Vossi adopt your children after that? Sorry.
1: <coughs> you're right. You're not you're you're not dying on us before the this the prelim next week, are you?
0: <laughs> I'm just uh so excited that I am choking. Sorry, everybody. One second. <coughs> Powering on. I'll be Sam Doherty. <laughs> Push through injury. Give me a long answer to this, Maddie. Was that the best from TDK we've ever seen? <laughs>
1: uh, uh, oh, I thought he was, he was awesome. Um, he's a, uh, his ability to affect all areas of the ground. Um, and, his perceived area of weakness in the forward line uh, wasn't. Um, He may just snare his goals. I think the big difference with him is he's just a, he's just a big lad nowadays. He, he crashes packs. Um, You saw him a few times just shove Gorn out of the way. Uh, Yeah. I think, I think he's really living up to his potential. The fact he's doing in finals is just always a nice bonus.
0: Absolutely. Um, Speaking of people firing in finals, Gigantol says, how do we get Charlie to fire in the final series? He hasn't really done it yet, has he?
1: You do it by getting Harry back in the side.
0: Well, fingers crossed. We need Harry to not be a momentum killer by missing goals. Can we just keep Harry away from the goals this week? (laughs) He offers a lot around the ground. Yeah, that's
1: it. Get him up on the wings.
0: Um, Kathy C says, Doc, that's it. That's the the comment.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Yep. What an absolute legend with his sore arm ploughing through.
0: Should we rest acres and dock shoulders for the granny? <laughs> <laughs> I, like I like that. That's from Jeremy Cruz. Uh, Paul Walsh says, look at one fifty to go. Crips, Crips kicks a looper into the forward line. Acres with a bung shoulder goes front onto lever and gets pole axe. There you go. That's who said it for about the 15th time. 50 seconds later with a bung shoulder takes a saving mark and kicks the winning goals. Courage wins finals.
1: Yeah. That's true. Yeah. The, the fact he's playing it all is just re- he was hurting from the minute he walked out there. It's obviously real sore, but um, clearly he can play through it and he lifts his arm up above his head still uh, most of the time. I did see him. I was actually watching a replay and he was on the mark for a, a demon shot on goal and he only jumped with one arm in the air, which I thought was pretty funny. Um,
0: oh, my God. Yeah. It's amazing what he's doing. Dom says, we found a way to win very two very tough, close games, but we haven't played our best footy, not by a long way. I think it might be finals composure and we might have to learn it the hard way this year, but I think our best is good enough to win it all. Can we find our form and composure? That's what you were speaking about earlier, Maddie.
1: Yeah, just that ability to make it, make it count with your kicks and hit targets mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, just speeds up the game makes us look better gives the other team um less opportunities it's such a turnover game nowadays if you can limit it but still be damaging that's just the that's the magic right there
0: if we can somehow find our form like you said then that would be fantastic because we've been a bit off it and we'll finish on this one who would we rather play in the grand final pies or giants
1: ah you go for the pies grand final yeah
0: because it's just a classic or do you think because we have a better chance against them? No,
1: nah, just because it's a classic. If you're going to win the granny, you're going to be the best team anyway. So might as well do it against uh, the best opposition. And, um, yeah, what a way to win. Then you can rub it in pie supporters' faces for years to come.
0: That's true. And it's, you know, not sounding as fanciful as it would have sounded absolutely ridiculous halfway through the year, that question. But there we go. Maddie, your prediction for this prelim final. Let's have it.
1: Uh I can't remember what I, did we even do a prediction for last week? I don't know, but I'm going with a. We always
0: predict a win, so we have to keep doing it. We can't jinx anything. One goal
1: is my prediction.
0: Okay, I'll take it. I'll say one point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. I hope
0: not because my heart can't take much more, but any victory would be amazing. Each week we don't expect to be back previewing another game, but yet we are. So could true. we be back here next week, Maddie, with a pre-grand final show? <laughs> of course we could. Of course we will. Thank you for tuning in, Baggers. What an exciting time. Enjoy every minute of it. We've waited a long time to really enjoy a final series, so I hope all the listeners are enjoying it. Follow us and hit subscribe wherever you're listening and we'll pop up in your inbox. When we release an episode, leave us a review. We love that. Uh, follow us on the socials. Maddie, any final parting words before the massive preliminary finals to the Baggers? No, just a uh, go Blues. Perfect. (laughs) See you next week.